Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. And welcome back to Dummy with the Details. I am your host, Nate, and I'm here with my co-host, Sadie. Hi, guys. All right. So this week we have, I mean, it's all over the news. It's all that anybody's talking about. And um, as a as a as an Arab <laughs> white cis male and a misogynist, <laughs> I'm very happy about this ruling, you know? I, I I mean I prefer to have full control over for you Sadie uh, definitely I want to have full control over you I want you fully clothed okay not being able to drive and if you and it, <laughs> exactly that too and if you get out of line I should have the right to behead you in the street <laughs> in front of everyone just to show you know are you trying to oppress me are you yes. trying to oppress me in this free world? You're right. We live in America. And Where we have equal rights. Exactly. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. But. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm not a misogynist. I, I mean, I mean, I hold some, I hold some old fashioned values, but. But those are values. It's not I don't that want misogyny sh- is holding any kind of moral stance in life. And we, okay. So second confession, we, we recorded a podcast yesterday. And day before yesterday. Day before yesterday. And there was a problem with the memory card and it didn't actually record. Great podcast. And I was, uh, we came across the discussion of what, like, what actually is a misogynist, right? And it's prejudiced. Hold ag- on. Go ahead. Tell us. This, I don't know if this is sexy, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so a misogynist is holding prejudice against women. I guess that is kind of sexy, huh? (laughs) Having prejudice against women? I don't know. A little bit. (laughs) I feel a tingle. (laughs) But a misogynist is having prejudice against women. And I came to grips. I thought about it. And I came to grips that the only prejudice that I have is that women can drive. And it's not it's not saying that all women can drive. It's just most women can drive. <laughs> That's my only prejudice that I have. Aside from that, I think you guys should be able to read. I think, you know, you guys could hold any job in the workplace. Probably men could do it better. <laughs> No, uh, so that's, uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, the Roe versus Wade thing again, um, just to kind of, I, I feel like we missed a couple of things in the last episode, yeah, so. and we were able to, like, rethink, like, not rethink, but, like, think of a different way to approach it, you know what I mean? Yeah, just kind of. Really set, settle in and, and think about what we're going to say, and Yeah. It's such it's such an in-depth topic. Like it's kind of hard just to talk about it for an hour and really get all of the all the all of the discussion out. And I think by waiting, I know this happened last week. Um a, a lot of people seem to get really emotional 
at first. And then when it settles down, it's like, okay, now I'm able to think. Now I'm able to actually have a discussion. You know what I mean? The I mean, people are still pretty upset about this. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still... I had this conversation with a friend a couple... Uh, pretty much right after it happened. And I was looking at it from the conspiracy standpoint of, you know... They're they're trying to swing one way so that way when it's time to swing the other way, people will be crying out to kill their babies. And it's like it's already happening. People are right now are so they're so torn up about the fact that they can't kill their babies. And I'm speaking freely in that sense of they're killing babies because, I mean, that's what we believe they they are. So, you know, and I don't think it's just what we believe. It, it is what it is. And we have to call it like it is biology. It's a human life. And what abortion is, is taking that life. So, I mean, you got, you got to realize it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, before, before we get into that, though. You before, had something to talk about. Yeah. I was, something happened to you. I was a victim of a hate crime. Go ahead. Tell us about it, Nate. <sighs> hate crime. Is, well, it's not a hate crime. It's a discrimination. I was a victim of discrimination. How did that make you feel? Um, at first, at first I was, I was upset. I wouldn't say enraged, but I was definitely, I was definitely offended. But here, here's the thing is as a victim of this hate crime, I can look at this crime that I've been a victim of and Take it as this lady has the right to refuse me service, okay? And we can move on. I, I believe she should hold that right. Now, the reason I'm a, I'm a victim of this hate crime is because I don't support sor- certain organizations, right? Like, uh, what was the, the... So first, it was the abortion thing all in general, right? If I didn't support women's health rights... And then transgender rights, LGBTQ, BLM, BLM. Like I, I a lot don't, of things. She she listed a lot of things, right? I don't support the those organizations, but it's like if she would have asked me, do you do you think Black Lives people like do they matter? Black lives matter. It's like of course I do. Do you think that people that are transgender should be able to live through in the world and not? It, I have no problem. You go ahead and do what you want to do. What about women's rights? Do you care about my rights? Of course, I I care about women's health, but I I'm not in support of a a life being taken for convenience sake. So now that we had a little bit of conversation and didn't just judge you right off the bat, how do you think that goes with this crime against you? I think if she would have had, I think if she would have had a conversation with me, I don't think it would be a problem. But now she's drawn the line in the sand. Okay, I think she even said that. I think she even said it. <laughs> she drew the line in the sand. Okay, I'm not going to spend money at her business anymore. I would love to continue to come to her business. I think she should be free to hold her opinions and whatever else, right? But if she wants to, wants to, you know. Like I said, draw the line in the sand. That's fine. It she does sucks. do your hair good, though. It sucks because she does really good work, 
It sucks because she does really good work. And it's going to be hard to find somebody else. But... She her, should have the right to do that. Her whole reasoning was, is, you know, if if Christian bakers can refuse rights to, you know, um, not serve a, a gay couple, then she should have that right. And I fully agree with her. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of misunderstanding what the overturning of Roe v. Wade is. And um, it's actually a good thing on both sides. Okay, so let's explain. So let's explain the actual thing that happened because everybody's freaking out like they can't kill their babies. So what does the actual overturning mean? So the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade because they it was proven that wasn't a constitutional right. So what the Supreme Court does is they basically interpret our Constitution, Mm -hmm. deciding if things are actually federally right for us basically there's two different laws there's federal laws there's state laws federal laws are what everybody abides by right okay so state laws are made by us people we the people so we decide uh we create thing or i think it's bills i think we create built we create these things like Maybe we don't want abortion up to six. We only want abortion up to six weeks. Maybe we want it full term, which that or happens. Or legalization of marijuana. Or legalization of marijuana. But, um, and then that goes to our representatives who we picked. And then through that, it goes on to figure out if it's going to become law in that state. So it's actually a really good thing because if you're pro-choice, we all believe that you have the freedom to vote however you want to, whatever. But you can finally go and vote for these things in your state to become a law. Well, I think that's, uh, okay, so it's very obvious if you're a listener of this podcast that I'm I'm a libertarian as far as I think we should have smaller government. Don't let the federal government get involved in anything. Right, Because if you can have smaller communities establish the laws and the values that they want to be governed by, it's going to be better for for everyone. And that's what living in America is supposed to be. We're, we're supposed to collective we're supposed to collectively make those decisions. We're supposed to be collectively different. Okay, we're, if we all shared the same opinions and all the same whatever, it would be a very boring place, right? But America is supposed to be a melting pot of different ideas and different beliefs, but still be able to be governed under at least some type of uniformity, right? And those things that we should be governed under are what's written in the Constitution as far as freedom of speech, Freedom of religion. Yeah, and those are the fed. That that's the federal that I'm talking about. Everybody, every citizen here has those rights. the The federal government shouldn't be involved in making laws if it doesn't pertain to, you know, foreign affairs or the Constitution itself. I'm sure there's more, but those two things specifically. Right, and then Roe v. Wade um, was under the Fourteenth Amendment, the right to your privacy. What? It, 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 yeah, that's how that's how it became basically law. What's that got to do with privacy? So women's health privacy. So they would only be able to uh. you, for them and their physician. That's why people say 
keep your, it's none of your business. It's my business between me. It's a health choice between me and my physician. But when it comes to killing a human, where does that, does that fall in the constitution at all? Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, but I don't know if we actually fully established it. But it's like the the hardest part of this conversation is people either seeing it as a life or not seeing it as a life. And you have to you have to for the conversation to be had, we all have to come to at least some kind of common ground. Some kind of common ground and where we see the life of the baby being separate from the mother, right? Some people, the most radical is nine months, right? Nine which months. Which is legal in eight states, which is crazy. I didn't know it was that many states. Eight out of 50? Mm-hmm. That's good odds. Okay, no, but, <laughs> but up to nine months, that means you can go in days or week before it's insanity. It's insanity. There's no way that you can tell me something that has its own heartbeat, has its own nervous system, literally can recognize the mother's voice. Like, there's no way you can tell me. feels pain. It feels pain. Well, the nervous system would be included in that. But it's like, there's no way you can tell me that, that, that that's not a separate thing and should be, you know, protected and given human rights. It's no longer, it's no, it's definitely not the same thing as the mother at that point. Yeah, it's getting nutrients off of you, but it's a separate thing. But so is your newborn. I I believe that the new, your newborn. Oh, you mean with like, like breastfeeding and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the new, your newborn relies on you more than a child in the womb. You got to feed it. You got to change it. You got to. Regulate its temperature. All of that. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think the the problem is is that we we've never come to we've never all come to a a good uh, starting point, and that's the good starting point. The analogy that I heard, because I mean we're we're obviously at the moment of conception, that's the safest place to draw a line of a, a, a separate life being from the mother, right? And the analogy that, that I heard was if you're driving in a car, right, and it's dark and it's rainy and you see a shadow on the road, right, it's in the middle of the road, you're going 65, are you going to try and slam on your brakes just in case it is a human? It's like, yeah, we're if the possibility of life is there, we're going to try and, and deter ourselves from ending that life. Right. So we can all come to these different views of like, oh, it it has a heartbeat now or it has. But it's like the possibility of that. It's life comes before that. The best place, the best place we can draw that conclusion or that that starting point would be at the moment of conception. Now, from a from a spiritual standpoint. Right. We talked about this in the last row verses. At the moment of conception, there's a spark of light that happens. Okay? We, our souls are just balls of energy. That's a soul entering into the material realm. And that should be protected. I think that's the safest, that's the safest 
line drawn. The moment of conception. And so now that I think we've established that for this conversation, we can we can kind of move on to, you know, why why it's we believe that it's wrong. And yeah. So I wanted to play this video and it's kind of I've been really upset. I think I've been getting into these debates online. Uh-huh. I'm seeing a lot of misinformation out. And, and we live in a world where it's like, oh, I'm just going to click and share because it's the headlines. It's, wow, I didn't even do, I didn't even do any research. It's right there, and I'm, I'm just going to share it. And it's not, a lot of these things aren't true. And I'm, I'm going to play this video. Um, I, if you don't remember, I'm notorious for doing that. All right, I had an entire segment called Just the Headlines. that's what i do but i think in situations like this it's it's misinformation like this when you get it out to the masses it makes people angry and and one of the um, misinformations that i'm seeing is states like kentucky who have banned abortion um they have a trigger law which is after roe v wade was was put into law Many, many states said, basically, this is unconstitutional. I can't do anything, so I'm going to set this in place. I'm going to set this law in place just when, not just in case, because obviously they knew, when it gets overturned. So these trigger laws went right into effect. Right. So after what did Roe the trigger laws do? So Roe v. Wade, um, so these trigger laws in these states like Kentucky, mm-hmm. they banned abortion. Okay. But. A lot of people are saying, but what about when I have an ectopic pregnancy? Oh, so they wrote it into law that if if abortion is overturned, they can still perform medical procedures to save the mother. Right. Okay. And, and that's the misinformation that, that's going out. People are saying, well, I'm I'm scared if I go in and I'm and I'm pregnant, I'm not going to get the medical attention I need in life threatening situations. Well, if you look in House Bill 148, it plainly states that. In those situations like miscarriage or ectopic pregnancies or anything that's life-threatening to the mother, they're going to save the mother's life. And those aren't considered abortions. Ectopic. That's where the, the <laughs> entire entire pregnancy is just talked about eggs. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. But, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of misinformation. I want to play this for you. The right to choose. Answer. No, nobody has a universal right to choose. We all agree that some choices must be prohibited. The question is not if women should be able to choose generally, but if they should be able to choose to intentionally destroy innocent human life. If you say they do, then you have to defend that choice on its merits. You can't defend the choice based simply on the fact that it is one. Pro-lifers want to control women's bodies. Answer, no. The body in dispute is not the mother's. The question again is whether the body of the human in her womb can be intentionally destroyed. The child's body is the one at issue here, and we as pro-lifers are the ones trying to defend it. Three, pro-lifers are only pro-birth. They don't care about babies after they're born. Answer, you have no data or evidence to support that stupid claim. Besides, our position is that babies in the womb have moral worth equal to babies outside. Of course we believe babies outside have worth. That's the whole basis of our argument. Our assertion is that babies in the womb have worth, and that's based on our contention that babies and all people outside have worth. Our argument hinges on the comparison between humans inside and outside the womb. Argument number one. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's another big thing that I don't like that pro pro life people aren't pro life. They're just pro birth. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to say. It's a fun reach. No, it's literally, it's 
people, people, okay, so the people want to make excuses for the things that they do wrong. So they embody it in the sense of, oh, I'm doing this baby a favor by not even bringing it into this world because it, all of the tragedies that happen. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. They, they say, so what they do is they give themselves the excuse of, Oh well, you guys, you guys only care about it until until it comes out of the womb, and then it has to go through uh, foster care, where it could go through starvation and everything else. You realize what you're saying? You realize what you're saying is that it would be better for the baby to not be born. To the baby should die, so that way it doesn't have to go through any tragedy. Tragedy is a part of life. Like tragedy happens to anybody, whether you're a good or bad person. Right. And it's like if you if if you think that a a human life shouldn't happen because of of the atrocities that might happen to it, you really need to reevaluate what you define as the the sanctity of life, because obviously it's not as important as you believe it is. Sorry, that was a rant, but (laughs) it's crazy. There's he what did he say? He said that. uh I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it yesterday about how um, how there's how there's different clinics on the side from parent, Planned Parenthood. What are the? Yeah, so these are pregnancy resource centers and pregnancy resource centers. And these centers give out free resources, free diapers, help you with health care, uh, money, food, formula. And I know we have a formula shortage, but these places help pregnant women and not only that they help families too and and they outnumber they outnumber abortion clinics four to one and aside from abortions what does Planned Parenthood provide I heard and this is crazy that Planned Parenthood across our nation is being shut down but they claim that three percent is abortion in in their clinics. It's like how are you shutting down if three percent of your clinics? They're saying that three percent of their uh, business is, is abortion, uh, and the it's rest like, is what is things like birth control and um, honestly, I, that's the only thing. Can I you think get about. birth control from those other places? I haven't. I'm. I haven't looked into birth control, but I'm sure if they provide you resources. All the other resources, I, I don't see why they wouldn't wouldn't help you with with that. You can get condoms there. You can get they help you if you don't want your baby and you want to put it up for adoption. There's so many more options. And why is it that abortion clinic or not abortion clinic? Planned Parenthood. Those are the first options. Oh, okay. And that was that was something else that I don't know if we really really got across in the last episode as far as choices, right? And he, he he talked about it a little bit at the beginning of that where he was saying, you know, the as far as we're not taking the choices away from, from a mother, we're talking about a, a different body, right? Right. And so it's like, okay, as far as choices being made uh, – there are other options before an abortion has to happen, right? We're not saying that you can't have sex. It would be it would be recommended that you sustain from sex until you 
actually meet someone that if you do have the repercussions of having a baby, which is the direct result of sex, right? Maybe you shouldn't have sex with someone that, I don't know, you wouldn't introduce to your mother or to, you know, your best friend, right? So it's like, okay, we can't tell people not to have sex. They're going to, no matter what, right? So it's like, okay, what are the next options? Birth control, condoms, right? Um, the next one is adoption. If you do get pregnant, right, which is the repercussions of having sex, there's the, always the option to give it up for adoption. <laughs> adoption option. Okay? It's like there are multiple other choices that could be made before the the tragedy of snuffing out a life takes place. And that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. For for, you know, for the for the scientific person out there, you may view it as some type of clump of cells, but it's more than that. It's way more than that, and I think we all know that. Yeah, um, I wanted to give off some statistics for you. Um, so, in the in the United States, the re- reported abortions seventy four point nine did not have a reason. Twenty point four, the woman aborted for social or economic reasons. One point eight, the woman was her health was threatened. One point four. Um, also, the woman's health was threatened. Uh, oh, 1.8 was the psychological health. Uh, 0.98, there was a fetal abnormality. 0.20, the, uh, the woman's life was endangered. 0.15, the woman was raped. 0.01, the pregnancy resulted from an incestuous relationship. 0.01? So they did actually a breakdown for Florida. They took statistics just from Florida, and 25% said not ready for a child, 23 can't afford, 19 done having children, 8 didn't want to be a single mother, 7 not mature enough, 4 would interfere with education, and then 4% physical health problems, 3% fetal health problems, and point less than 0.5% victim of rape. Like, these numbers and statistics are crazy. I mean, the, the the thing to point out about that is the the biggest reason that a lot of people are for abortion makes up 0.01% of abortions, right? People are taking the... I would the, say more like 1%. Let's give it 1%. Let's give it that. That's still a, an absurd amount, right? People are taking the the, the small anomaly right and giving people the ability just to oh it's not financially viable for me to have a child right now maybe you shouldn't be out in the club (laughs) having sex with some random dude that you met right and here's the here's the thing here's the thing about um as far as abortion is concerned in in America, I do think that it is part of this anti-human agenda, right? Where they are trying... Okay, conspiracy for a second, right? Play my Illuminati music for a second. 
all right? I do think it's part of this anti-human agenda where they are trying to get us to argue. They're trying to get us to fight and hate one another. So that way, in their, in their opinion, right, the poor, dumb people kill each other off and they can move on to the next stage of uh, human evolution, right? And that's merging with technology, right? The, the bio, merging biological with technology, right? And all of us, all of us, and what they want, hopefully we'll all be dead, right? And so what did they do? A part of the way that they get us to get us to kill each other off, one, they instill a form of nihilism into our culture, right? Making us believe that we're a cancer on the planet and the earth would be better off without us, okay? The next one is sterilization, okay? The the invention of birth control and abortion in general, right? Uh, I saved the video. Uh, it, he puts it a whole lot more eloquently than I do. Play the on environmental excuses for abortion. They're making more censorship laws. We have this in Germany as well. Oh, yeah, Holland, yeah. This is all coming from, from, the, from the mainstream, from the, from the left. Radical left, yeah. The radical left. The radical so, left has endless sins on its conscience. Well, you know, in so France maybe, now, it's illegal so, to put up an anti-abortion website. Yeah, it's yeah. illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. just... Yeah. Well, and Trudeau in Canada is, is proposing similar moves... You know, it's like, well, I don't care what the hell you have to say about abortion, but there's a debate to be had about it, yeah. you know, because it is obviously one of those mm. issues mm. that stands on the moral divide. And for obvious reasons, it's like, well, there's two competing principles at, at, it, at uh, war. Yeah. Pause it real it's, quick. It's so, I mean, it, I wanted to talk about that real fast because, I mean, that kind of proves like, they are. They have an agenda against us, right? We're not allowed to have the discussion about abortion in places like France and possibly Canada, our neighbors to the north, right? They have, they have their agenda to definitely shut down free speech. But if, if people can't have the talk about abortion, then we could never come to a common ground on the belief of is it a life or is it not? And if we just settle on it's not a life and you can do whatever you want, you might be committing not even an atrocity against God, right? I, 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 just against nature itself. Just against nature itself. So I heard this thing that kind of opened my eyes the other day. We, we look at tribes that partake in like cannibalism and child sacrifice, and those tribes are sacrificing um, – their children's lives to prosper in life. And it's like when you look at America and what we're doing with abortion, it's like how many, huh. how many, percent? I see what you're saying. So where was it? So 20.4% of women aborted for social or economic reasonings. They're mm. sacrificing their children so that way they can move up the ladder wow. in their social or their economic status. Wow. That really put it in into perspective for me like you're sacrificing you're doing the same thing as those cannibal tribes those sac 
self-sacrifice or those sacrificing tribes that sacrifice to the God so that way they can move forward. And we don't think about it. We don't think about it as a sacrifice, right? Illuminati music real quick. These elites that are in control, right? They do have a... I I don't want to step on this great conversation, but they do have that satanic agenda where they do do their sacrifices and whatnot. And if you think about it as they've devoted their entire lives to, to, you know, like bills like that would support Planned Parenthood, they could definitely be using that as an energy source to stir up evil, right? (laughs) All right. So, uh, but that d- does that like resonate with you? Like, wow, it really does. It really does. I never thought it, about it like that. It, 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 whether, whether it's in the front of their brain or not, it definitely is a sacrifice, even for your time, right? It's like, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, and you're s- sacrificing one thing for another. And that one thing you're sacrificing is another life. And that's an incredibly selfish, egotistical, and disgusting thing to do. And we're saying that out of straight statistics and straight facts, that that's what abortion is. You see, we're going to give 1% to the rape in, in, in and this case. And giving. Those, and, and even though that's sat, those, those things do happen. It does. Out of how many abortions that happen every year? What, like 800 and something thousand? Almost a million abortions a year, and you're talking about probably like... Did we ever find out that number? How many abortions happen a year? I'll look it up. But like 60,000 women get pregnant from rape, and that... If you put that many people in a room, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and uh, even though even though it's a sad thing, it's like that's still a life. You wouldn't look at somebody that was a the baby of a rape victim and think, "Oh, your life is any less because you how you came into the world." And and I think that's where pro choice people have such a hard time. I know it's a minority, but that's still that's still people that are affected by it. And I think that. We should take those women, and I, I honestly think we should give them free health care. We should give them free resources, and we should maybe even even money for saying, I know this tragic thing happened to you, and we're going to take care of you because that that is a life. We care about you. I think that's If they fair. diverted the money that they that they put into into Planned Parenthood into programs that would actually help those victims instead of just giving them, you know, the option to snuff out life. And I know the life came about in a terrible, horrible way, but it's life nonetheless. And I think that's I think that's why pro life people have such a problem is because we do view life as a very amazing important thing right uh and the fact that everybody deserves life no matter what no matter no matter how it came about everyone deserves life the fact okay from a scientific point of view 
right? If we're going to go based on the theory of evolution, right? The fact that there's life on this planet at all is a crazy anomaly. And, and so even from a scientific point of view, where when life comes into this planet, it should be held with such high regard that we should do everything to protect it. Right? So what 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 he was trying to say in that other video is that they they have a an agenda as far as wrapping just just finish it out real quick. Finish it out real quick. Is the message of don't have kids because in Germany for instance we have these articles that are about well if you have uh, three of uh, two babies instead of three then you can reduce your re- carbon footprint exactly oh god yeah i mean can i do something else i mean to help let me have my child i mean it's not like uh, no it's appalling I, that i find those sorts of things absolutely appalling they are so anti-human yeah. it's like well you could save the planet by not having a child it's like you could save the planet by jumping off a cliff yeah. right <laughs> So we'll let the child be born and you can just like perish and right. then you can reduce your goddamn carbon footprint. Yeah, because it's, a, it's anti-humanism masquerading as planetary compassion. Did you hear that last part? It's anti-humanism masquerading as, what was it? You see the same, same uh, thing in criminal behavior. Anti-humanism wrapped in compassionate. Yeah, environmental compassion. Yeah, environmental compassion. Okay. <clears throat> that's what they're trying to push. As planetary compassion. As planetary compassion. That's why it's so easy for, for people to accept the idea that, you know, humans are a cancer because they wrap it in the idea of, oh, you're doing you're doing the planet a favor. You could reduce your carbon footprint if you only have one or two children. And I think that's one of many things because if you look into the history of um, Planned Parenthood, it's... <laughs> Basically the same thing. You mean like as far as what? Snuffing out people that they didn't find as... Okay. And, and so that what my next point was is that they, they're trying to, as far as wipe us out and they're part of this anti-human agenda, it started out from eugenics, right? Um, this video that I've seen posted a couple of times... And some by my close friends. I still love you guys. But there's still there's there's a problem with, with what she's saying. Okay. So uh this is Jane Elliott. Um she's talking about how if you don't know what these attacks on on Planned Parenthood are about, uh, then you're missing the point. Okay. The the problem is is that when Planned Parenthood was started, it was started as a form to wipe out minority communities and the less desirable. I have a quote from Margaret Singer. Well, play this video so that way we can get her out the way. ...where people live. You need to realize that there are more children attending segregated schools in the United States today than there were previous to Brown versus Board of Education, and that's a fact. You need to realize that it is not the intent of white people to let this situation change in favor of anyone but themselves. And right now, white people are really frightened. If you don't understand the destruction of Planned Parenthood uh, offices, and you don't understand the wall that we're going to build on the southern border of the United States, you haven't read the book The Birth Dearth by Ben Wattenberg. 
Ben Wattenberg was a brilliant Jewish man who was a member of the American she Enterprise Institute. She calls him Institute, brilliant. And he wrote she a shows book, her cards first paragraph right there. of which says, The main problem confronting the United States today is there aren't enough white babies being born in this country. He was an advisor to presidents of the United States. He wrote the book in 1987. 87. He says, there are, if we don't change this and change it rapidly, white people will lose their numerical majority in this country and this will no longer be a white man's land. Now, I'm not misrepresenting this. I'm telling you exactly, almost exactly what he says. He says there are three things we can do to solve this. Number one, we could pay women to have babies, as they have been doing in Western European nations for years. Then he says, and these are his words, not mine, unfortunately, we would have to pay women of all colors to have babies, so we don't want to do that. He says the second thing we could do is increase the number of legal immigrants that are allowed into this country every year. Then once again, he says, unfortunately, the vast majority of those wanting to come to this country today are people of color, so we don't want to do that. The third thing he says, and white men, women had better pay attention to this, 60% of the fetuses that are aborted every year are white. If we could keep that 60% alive, that would solve our birth dearth. Does that sound like racism to you? And if it doesn't, I want to know why it doesn't. Okay. If it doesn't, you don't understand what racism is. And I think it does. When we close Planned Parenthood... So I was trying to, I was trying to find the quote from, from Margaret Singer. Okay, but my point, my point was, as far as this video... She's trying to say that this dude from the 80s was saying that we have to stop abortion because we don't want white people to be out uh, to be outpopulated by uh you know migrant communities coming into America, right? Well, with, with like I've heard the the argument with border control as well in this. Yeah, okay. So the problem is with this is Planned Parenthood was started in what year, Sadie? We looked this up. Um, 1916. Okay, it was started in 1916. So the idea uh, began at the first birth control clinic. Okay. Margaret Singer, who founded Planned Parenthood, she was a... A heavy ideologist in the sense of she was a big supporter in eugenics. Now, I have a quote from her, uh, and I can't find it right now. Go, hey, Sadie, go to DuckDuckGo and then type in Margaret Singer. Um, eugenics. Then you should be able to click on images and it'll pop up. It wasn't popping up on Google. You know, they got to keep her name nice and clean on Google. Go to images. Uh, type in, we don't want the word to get out. Yeah. There it is. Okay, so this is this is a quote. This is a quote from Margaret Singer. We don't want the word to to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. Okay, this was in what we say nineteen sixteen. To say that some book that some dude wrote in the nineteen eighties or nineteen seventies or whatever whatever it was is what the ideas of Planned Parenthood getting it to shut down is that it's like that's that's not what Planned Parenthood is about. Planned Parenthood itself 
was to wipe out these minority communities. When you look at how many babies that are aborted in minority communities, it's like Margaret Singer would be very, very happy about what's going on. Here's another quote from her that I just saw. It says, uh, covertly invest into non-white areas, invest in ghetto abortion clinics, help to raise money for free abortions in primarily non-white areas. Perhaps abortion clinics syndicates throughout North America that primarily operate in non-white areas and receive tax support should be promoted. Huh. Where do you find all the Planned Parenthoods in 2022? You don't think her plan is working out? It's literally, you have to to go into minority communities to find Planned Parenthood. And uh, let alone the conversation about you know, liquor stores and and gun stores in in minority communities, right? If it's not proof that these people are trying to get us to kill each other off, and I don't think that it's just minority communities anymore. I think that they're trying to get dumb and poor people in their terms to kill each other off. But I also think, like, when when people bring that up, um, I also think, like, if we wanted to get rid of minorities why are we shutting down abortion clinics that allow these minorities to be brought into the world i mean that's that's the it doesn't make sense if we wanted if we wanted to sustain uh, a white position in america we would open up a hundred more planned parenthoods in those minority communities right because it's like, eh, they'll do it themselves. We don't have to bring guns and drugs into these communities. Because you know what? If we're lucky, they'll kill each other before they're even born. And she even says, she says, one of her quotes, colored people are like human weeds and need to be exterminated. These are, coming, the, these are quotes from the lady that founded Planned Parenthood. These are the people that are in control. That's what I'm saying, that this is an anti-human agenda thing, is because these are the people that have been making laws, these are the people that were had all the money, and that they set up our society. And they're trying to get us to kill each other off. They're try- they think we're a cancer, right? So they instill all of these nihilistic ideas of that the planet would be better if none of us were born, and we can reduce our carbon footprint. And it's like... Uh, listen, I like Jane Elliott. Her her dis, her um her lecture that she does on the on the size of the maps is very interesting, and I would probably agree with her. Uh, but she showed her cards and what she actually believes as far as like like she said, this man was a genius. I think that was a Freudian slip. I think I think she does have some some. Uh, I don't know, backdoor racism of some sort, right? So the 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 last thing that I think we should talk about as far as it comes to to the whole abortion thing, right? Is is that last and final choice, right? The idea of making sure 
that the opportunity for an abortion has to happen, right? Now, we already discussed about the the rape and incest, and that makes up 1%, maybe. But all all of those other things were strictly for convenience sake, right? It, uh, I'm not mature enough to have a kid. I'm, I'm done having kids. I'm done having kids. Uh, it's not financially viable, right? Those are all things for convenience and and in the in the broad spectrum of it, it's selfish, right? I think the the proper thing to do is have a healthy relationship with for one with everyone, but as far as it comes to having sex with another person. You should have a healthy relationship with that person before you could deal with the consequences of having sex. And I think a lot of people are realizing that now because now you see sex strikes and, and abstinence and people claiming they're going to be abstinent now. And now they're saying, well, now I have oh. to have a conversation with them before. Oh. And now I have to be be sure to take my birth control. Oh, it's like, yeah, you should be doing that already. That's exactly what we want. And then through that, guess what? You probably... You won't. might end up with someone who's actually good for you. And not only that, you probably won't be in the position where you want or have to have an abortion. It's like, oh, you know what? I don't mind spending the rest of my life with this person and raising kids. I don't have to snuff out a life, Right. This this last this last video it, he uh, again Jordan Peterson he he puts it he's a whole a lot. He it, really is a gem. Yeah, uh, the thing is everybody everybody he's been he's been blacklisted because he was one of the people who came out in Canada and said you guys can't force people to use certain pronouns in the legal sense. He he never he never said like if he was having a conversation with somebody and you know they they identified it he was not going to be rude about it and you know I think you're a he you know he was just saying like the government can't force people to use certain terminology because it starts a slippery slope to where eventually they could just stop us from saying anything so they blacklisted him. They, you know, they made him out to be this hateful person. But he's extremely, he's extremely intelligent. He's a, he's a clinical psychologist. Which is crazy that people try to challenge him. They're like, what, what stance or, why do you think you know this? He says, well, I'm a clinical psychologist. I, I know some things. Yeah, he's a smart guy. The, the, the one, the biggest for you, he puts things so like eloquently and like it. It doesn't do me justice. I stutter <laughs> and stumble around half of, half the time. So, yeah, he can explain this a lot better than I can. Go ahead. Abortion is clearly wrong. I don't think anybody debates that. You wouldn't recommend that someone that you love have one. Okay, now, having clarified that, that mere statement doesn't eliminate the complexity of the situation. The first question is, is should everything wrong be illegal? That's a tough question. Everything that's wrong isn't illegal regarding the problem in relationship to men and women. And we don't know how to deal with that. Having said that, I would say that it's actually the wrong question. Sometimes you're aware there is no good decision left. No matter what you do, it's wrong. So then the question is, how did you get there? 
Abortion is clearly wrong. So the question is, how did you get there? How did you get to the point to where you're left with only wrong decisions? Maybe because you made choices that left you into that spot. Like I said, if you had an abortion because uh, it's not financially viable, were you in the club at 3 a.m. missing Monday morning so that way you could have a one-night stand with some dude you just met? And the crazy thing is, as a woman who's not on birth control that's married having sex, it's we haven't gotten pregnant since I've been off birth control for two years. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. You, there's, what, like five days out of the month that you can get pregnant? Yeah. Like, are you your... out there thoughting so much you can't have sex for five days? There's, I know it happens outside of it rarely, but you can track your cycle. That's another way that you could be safe is track your cycle. Like, there's so many more options. There's so many more ways that you can prevent yourself from getting pregnant. So that way you don't have to be in that situation where you want or have an abortion. The is building a proper relationship with someone. Sex is supposed to be a thing that we do as humans for one to come together connect to to connect and then to to bring life and to show to connect in, in love. And it, and you're right, and to bring life into the world. And to bring life. Okay, from a scientific point of view, that's all sex is. That's all sex is, is to bring life into this world, right? So as a scientific person, you shouldn't be for the support of abortion because it goes directly against nature, right? Now, from the point of view that we're saying, we're coming we're looking at it from a spiritual thing because we are spiritual beings. Okay? For one, it is a thing to 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 spread life. Okay? But on top of that, it is. It's a thing to connect, to a thing to to grow love. Okay. The problem is is in this generation and couple generations before us, sex was brought down to a level where you know, you could have it with this person and that person, and, you know, it's all going to be okay. And I've talked about it on previous podcasts, but when a woman has sex with a man, there are chemicals released into the brain that say, hey, this person is going to be the protector and provider of your offspring. And what happens? The next morning, he's gone, you never hear from him, and that has psychological repercussions, right? What could be those repercussions? You're a little depressed at work that day, and the boss caught you slacking, and that's the last time. Now you're fired, right? It's a little ripple effect. You might not directly associate it to the trauma that you've essentially put yourself through, right? You may not have recognized it because we've been desensitized to the idea of what a proper healthy sexual relationship should be right so we we look at it as oh i was just you know i was out partying too hard this past weekend and that's why i fell asleep at my desk right but in reality it's like there were there were repercussions in the sense of that it brought down your 
your essence and your being, and so you were less productive in life. You're giving a piece of yourself away. You're giving a piece of yourself away. And to who? That's the thing. Is like you don't realize, as spiritual beings, when you do something like that, you what did you call it? Soul ties. Like the, that's what it is. You're you're connecting yourself with another person, and you don't think that there's some psychological on top of that spiritual repercussions for when that's just severed. Also, I see a lot of people saying, "Keep your Bible out of my uterus." And that kind of goes along with what you're saying. We don't have to believe in God or believe in the Bible to realize that killing an innocent human is wrong. That's what I was trying to say is from a scientific point of view, it goes against nature. That's that's the biggest thing. Like you don't even have to be a, a spiritual person to believe that. Look around. What what anim, what animals are killing their babies for for convenience sake? Right, we have you see in nature mothers killing their babies. That's because they can't protect them. Who? What? What kills their babies? There are animals out there. Polar that do bears. That. I think I heard polar bears do that, but I don't know. But it's not. But we live in a. We live in a. Let's not forget we're better than animals, even if that's the case. Not only that, you have people lined up outside of of these clinics saying, hey, please don't abort your baby. I'll take care of your baby. There's so many options. That's that's really the... I can't imagine. It's hard. For one, I'm not a girl, so I can't... For one, I can't even imagine conceiving a baby right but like to to walk into an abortion clinic and i know that there's some women out there that are so desensitized to it that it's like oh i'm going to get my nails done and that's sickening to me it really is when i think about it that's a disgusting human being there was a study in 2008 that uh says 48 or no 45 percent of women who go to get an abortion already had one or have had multiple throughout the United States it was 50% listen I because I believe what I believe I still have love for those women right I'm yeah. sorry I'm sorry that you have come to a place where you believe that that was your only option or whatever but that doesn't mean that I can't be disgusted with your actions. Like, that's a disgusting... And what I was saying is, I can't imagine myself going in to a clinic knowing that I have life. Right? I'm not even going to stand on the word baby because I feel like baby's trying to pull at the heartstrings. I'm going to say it for what it is. I can't imagine going into this building, right, that is specifically designed to take life out of my body, right? Take a life, another body out of my body. And the way that they're going to do it, they're going to suck it out with a vacuum. And then I, and then you're, you walk out and you get in your car and you just sit there like that, I, I couldn't imagine. No, Sadie, I don't want to see pictures. I don't want to see pictures. 
the reality is they cut each limb. They they cut your legs, they cut your arms off and they suck you out. They pull you out. You see you see that instrument? They're, he's cutting the leg off. That's what abortion is. And if not that, they suck out the amniotic fluid and it suffocates, suffocates. and then you pull it out. Uh, and I mean, okay, this this is why it's such a hard conversation for people that are pro-life because you are doing that to life. And I don't want to hear, oh, you guys don't care about the baby after it's born because we believe that the life outside of the womb is just as precious inside of the womb. And that's just a, that, that, that's a, you can't even prove that. I think you can. It's a stupid thing. I think you can prove it in the sense that there's four times as many pregnancy resource centers as there is abortion clinics. I think that's the only fact that there is. My my point the my point and final point is build a healthy relationship before you decide to have sex with another person. If you wouldn't bring them to a family reunion or introduce them to your best friend, maybe at least make that a starting point. I'm not even saying you might want to spend the rest of your life with this person because I'm human and I know that you can't stop people from having sex. Would that be the best option? Would the world be a better place if people practice that? I think so. But I know it's not going to happen. So create some type of barrier. Have more value in yourself. Have, yeah, have more value in yourself. But that's a hard thing for to tell people to do. A lot of people, they, they don't have any value but in themselves. But they put value in those things. That's why women go out well, that's, and have sex like well, that. That's the thing is that they put value in those things instead of themselves. And I think that's the issue. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is is have a have some type of barriers if you're not going to set it as I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. If I do get pregnant by them, I know they'll make a great parent and, you know, a protector or whatever else. If you're not going to make that your barrier, set it up as that. I wouldn't introduce this person to my best friend. I wouldn't bring them to a family reunion. Because at least at least if you have that barrier, you're not just going out and getting pregnant by Tom, Dick, and Harry and you have to <laughs> you have to use you have to use an abortion as your escape from those consequences. As far as as rape and incest, that's the hardest part about this conversation yeah. is because it's like how how do you how do you deal with that? And, and what I was saying earlier is tragedy isn't a good enough excuse to to take life away. Okay, if if that were to happen to our child, right? I hope, and it's a hard thing to to say this because you don't know what what the girl is going through at that time. It's a very it's a very 
It's very hard, I'm sure. But I, I would hope that I've established a healthy relationship with my with my daughter to where if that did happen and she she was pregnant, we could do the the proper thing like as far as getting plan B and you know going and making sure that she's you know she hasn't caught any diseases or anything like that but unfortunately in, in today's world it's we it's another thing is that we haven't established healthy relationships right and that also goes with when somebody does come out about these things it, it it's either disregarded or you know, we don't believe them or, you know, whatever else. So it but makes it harder for women to come out. That's where yeah. we start. We don't say, okay, this happened, so let's just go to the extreme and kill it. Right. Like, I feel like that's such an extreme. There were it's other like options so, that could right. have taken place before that. And not only that, like, we need to fix this. We don't fix it by doing that. We fix it by fixing it. <laughs> well, that's what Jordan Peterson was saying, is how did you get to this point? The way we get to this point is by not establishing healthy relationships across the board, but for this conversation, sexual relationships between human beings. Right. And if we could establish healthy relationships sexually, okay, in, in 2022 in our modern society, you're not going to have unwanted pregnancies happening which like i said are the direct repercussion of having sex it's not like oh i had sex oh wow a baby's born it's like no we all know what happens unless you're amish i heard amish don't find out until the day that they get married (laughs) but it's like okay there there we could take other precautions before life has to be snuffed out and that's my whole argument on why Abortion shouldn't be legal because I'm for choices. People should have choices. If you're going to have sex, you should have that option. But what I, I, I draw the line at, I'm drawing the line in the sand, right? Abortion doesn't need to happen no matter what because there were other options that could have taken place before it gets to that point. And now there's repercussions that we have to face there's responsibility there and and the the thing is no one's asking you to take on the responsibility of a child no there's adoption options and and it's like oh you really want your kid to go into foster care and adoption well you didn't want it in the first place i would rather i would rather them go through hardship than to take the opportunity for their life to be born i would rather them go through hardship than that and I think I think that shuts down the whole of argument of oh you're doing them a favor. It's like no, you're not. You're you're taking away their opportunity. They don't get to experience the beauty of life. You're taking away their human right, and that's another part of this argument is that people are trying to say we're taking away their right and we're taking away their choices. And it's like you taking a life. Is never a right of anyone. So I, I asked that on Facebook and nobody messaged. I don't know if it's it's like at what point does taking a life become someone's right? 
And if we make that an option, it starts a really slippery slope for what we say is legal and illegal as far as killing. Right? Yeah. So, I think that's it. Think that's if you it. made it this far, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Sorry we uh, were late again on putting out this podcast. But like I said, we ran into some uh, technical difficulties yesterday, or day before yesterday. We always yesterday. do. Yeah, you know. It'll get better once we're out on the road and we got Once we're out on the schedule. road. And you know what? I, I feel like I've been saying this for almost two years now. But we're getting close. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Feel it. We're getting close. We're almost there. It takes a while. It, it takes a lot longer than, than I thought. I saw this meme. It says, you want to... Uh, live in a van down by the river and then underneath it it said if you have like $50,000 you can live in a van down by the river. (laughs) It's like oh yeah it's not as it's not not as easy as you think it is but we're getting there. And it's going to be worth it. And once we get in there the podcast is going to go to a whole different level. Yeah. So you know if you guys enjoy the podcast be sure to share it with a friend. You know, this is the only way that, as a community, we're going to be able to grow. And as far as this community is concerned, we're here for open and honest conversation. We love everybody, and there's no hate at all. You know, it's just it's just a place for open conversation, and we want this community to, to grow and build and have, have discussions. So, like I said, if you enjoy it, share it with a friend, share it with a family member. Uh, give us some Give us some stars, whatever it is on whatever podcast or whatever platform you listen to. (laughs) So, all right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye guys. Check the mic and make sure it sound right. Boy. Sound right, boys.